You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, my friends. How are you? Sean Ferrick here for Trek Culture, and I'm going to talk to you about, well, speculation. And also not speculation, because there's some things we know, and there's some things that we don't know. Spoilers, so if you haven't seen the end of Star Trek Picard Season 2, what are you doing with your life? Go and watch it now, and then come back and watch this video. I am now assuming that you have done that, so I am Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are five actors who are not returning for Star Trek Picard Season 3. Number 5, Evan Evagora. Unfortunately, we seem to have said goodbye to Elnor in Star Trek Picard. He obviously impressed everyone in Season 1 when he appeared in that episode where he's just being lovely and he's got absolute candor and he's on Vashti and he's got the sword and, hey, choose to live. Now that I've offended my entire Australian audience, for which I am terribly sorry for that terrible accent, he warmed to us so, so quickly. And although I think arguably you could say that maybe some of the characterization was a little bit thin throughout season one, he did become an essential part of the show. So when he was quite unceremoniously killed off in the beginning of season two of Picard, which was a little bit upsetting, really, we kind of spent the whole season going, now we're going to get a reset button though, right? 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 We did get a reset button. Q brings him back to life in the finale. Happy out. He's back in the future. He's in his academy uniform. Kushti. But that seems to be it. Evan has announced on Instagram that he's not involved in the third season of Star Trek Picard. Which to me is a little bit of a head scratcher. Because it seems like he is perfectly poised to return. What this suggests to me, coupled with the fact that we know that the next gen cast are coming back, is that... It sounds as though we are going to be anywhere near Starfleet Academy in this season. Now, I won't go too much into it, but for further detail on that, check out the interview that we did with Doug Drexler. It was specifically about the NX-01 refit, but it does cover some of what we might be able to expect in Season 3. You can catch that both on Trek Culture Channel, and you can catch it via my podcast, The Clone Star Pod, as well, for the full version. Number 4, Santiago Cabrera. This was a bummer, but this is less of a surprise. His story kind of was a bit thin, now if I'm honest, in C... Tractor. In a general sense, doesn't suggest that we've seen the last of him. However, that last conversation between Guinan and Picard, well, we pretty much find out exactly what happened at every step of his life and how his life ended. 
but very unlikely we'll see him in season three. Santiago Cabrera is actually also appearing in a show called The Flight Attendant for HBO, and that was filming at the same time that Picard season three was filming at. So actually, I think this one is actually a bit of a done deal, that he will not be appearing in Picard season three. Now it's a shame because while his story meandered a little bit, Cabrera's performance as Rios, and in fact the holograms as well, really was a bit of a high point of the show. It's, it's a shame because it felt like he had settled into the character a lot more in season two than he had in season one, but to be fair, that story did best when he was with Teresa and Ricardo in the past. I do think that the whole plot of him being arrested and being sent to the cages and escaping, I think that was a little bit longer than it needed to be because you could have had the same story beats done in a more concise way. So that, unfortunately to me, that did suggest that they didn't really have enough for Rios to do in season two. So his decision to stay in the past with Teresa and Ricardo, yeah, I think that makes sense. It was sad to see them go. It was lovely to hear, you know, he did well for the rest of his life. He, you know, it was, you know, his death was quite heroic and for altruistic reasons, but he will be missed. Uh, Santiago Cabrera, I would love to see him back in some form or another in Star Trek going forward. But if this is it for now, my captain, you did brilliantly. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Number three, Alison Pill. I will make... No secret of the fact that in season one of Star Trek Picard, Jurati was probably my least favorite character. Um, I would say that for several reasons. Uh, I do think the writing was not great around her character. Um, some characters like Narek or Narissa could have taken that spot, but we got more of poorly written Jurati, so that's why I really didn't like her in season one. So you're watching this going like, yeah, all right, Sean, kind of get over yourself there, will you? The reason I preamble with this is that I can say unequivocally, Alison Pill was the star of season two for me. Hands down. She was the best thing in Star Trek Picard season two. Her buddy 
cop routine, if you like, with Annie Wershing's Borg Queen. It's just stole the show. She was the MVP. So to hear that she's not returning for season three, I am unhappy about this. Yes, I know where the story has deposited her at the end of season two. And yes, it would make it slightly difficult to just have her walking around La Serena again, if we were to go near La Serena again, or the Stargazer or any of that. And it's, it's frustrating because, you know, she got so good so quickly. However, what I will also say is that if this is the last time we see Jurati, you know what? It was a good ending. I like the position they've left her in. There has been lots of discussion about how they handled the Borg this season and where the future is going to take that race. But for me, I do like where it's ended up. That scene just of having Starfleet stand side by side with the Borg, I don't think we ever would have seen that coming with Best of Both Worlds or even First Contact. Alison Pill really delivered in season two of Star Trek Picard. She will be missed. I like like the others. I do hope to see her at some in some form or another in the future. This one hurts a little bit, but thank you so much for everything, Alison Pill. You've been brilliant. Number two, Will Wheaton. Now, this was a bit kind of like, what moment of the finale when Corey is standing there and who walks up behind her? But bloody Wesley Crusher walks up behind her. I don't think anyone saw this coming because when the season three announcement for the TNG cast returning happened, everyone was like, where the hell is Will Wheaton's name? You've got everyone else's coming back. Where's Wesley? So, you know, and then at the time, he did say, Will Wheaton did announce, no, I'm not back for season three, I'm not back for season three, and then whoosh, that's the sound of the rug being pulled from under all of our feet as he stepped up in the finale of Picard. It seems, however, according to Wheaton himself on a blog post that he wrote after the airing of the finale, this will be his only appearance in Star Trek Picard. Now, that doesn't mean it will be his only appearance going forward. He announced, well, announced is maybe the wrong word. He certainly discussed the fact that he's very keen to see if perhaps Discovery or Lower Decks will pick up on the story of Wesley and Corey going off into the future or the past or side to side as supervisors, as travelers. Having Wesley return after 28 years without a speaking role because his scene was cut from Star Trek Nemesis, it was, it was a cathartic moment because as time has gone by, he's gone from the butt of every joke to becoming a beloved character who just wasn't massively appreciated at the time, which I think is nearly a symbol for almost every early season of Star Trek all the way since The Cage in 1966. You know, from the producer's point of view, it took us a while to see The Cage. Wesley is something of a mascot for Star Trek. I, I personally, I need him back. This was not enough for me. You have wet my appetite without satiating it. Will Wheaton, delighted to see you back. He said himself he's delighted he gets to host the Ready Room every week. He is just so over the moon happy. So are we. We might not see you in Picard season three, but it would be flipping lovely to see you in the future anyway. Number one, Issa Briones. This is another one that's like, okay, right, I'm a bit disappointed here because she is probably the breakout star of Star Trek Picard. I mean, she is perfectly successful on Broadway anyway. So, I mean, this was kind of the big television break for her. It was really exciting to see just how well she did. I mean, she had a hard job. She had to play Daj and Soji and Corey. 
you know, that's not an easy call, you know, and especially over a relatively short amount of time. I really liked Corey in season two. Uh, I struggled a little bit with Soji, I won't lie. So, some of the, it was a bit all over the place sometimes. Uh, I liked where it ended, but um, yeah, I, I, and I liked episode one of season two, Soji, that confidence that she was able to put out into the world. But actually, I liked Corey. Uh, she suffered a little bit from some, you know, kind of poor expository dialogue, but overall, really really good so to hear she's not coming back for Picard season three another Instagram announcement was a bit like oh for God's sake uh, what's happening then who is coming back but likewise now Brent Spiner is coming back he is confirmed and both Rionis and Spiner have been more or less tied together for maybe not in terms of scene but certainly in terms of story since season one it would be nice if this was maybe a bait-and-switch who knows who knows but um, as it stands, it is goodbye to Issa Brionis in Star Trek. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the singing voice. That version of Blue Sky still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. She will be missed, but like in the previous point with Will Wheaton, this may not be the last time we see Corey. Maybe not in Star Trek Picard, but there's other shows out there that are happening as well. Bonus point for you here, Orla Brady. Now, this one is very much up in the air, and I'm including it because there's been no definite confirmation down on either side. Orla Brady, of course, appearing as guest star in season one, updated to recurring star in season two, taking on the dual role of Laris and Talon. Now, while Talon didn't make it to the end, Laris certainly did. Their relationship between Laris and Jean-Luc in episode one, and then again in episode 10, I'll be a brief, was was one of the things I didn't know I was looking for in this show. The rumours that are flying around have it that she is not appearing in season three, which would make me very sad, and I would potentially have very strongly worded letters ready to go, or that she's only going to effectively cameo. Now that feels like a very disjointed way of joining seasons two and three together. Terry Metalis has confirmed that there will be roughly a year between season two and season three in terms of in-universe time passing, and so, that means that, yes, you could have her disappear, as they did to Jaban, poor old uh, Jamie McShane, or you could have that they develop a closer bond, who knows? There's already people going like, we want to see what the relationship is with Beverly Crusher when she comes back. I, I think it would be a poor decision if season three is set after season two to not continue the relationship between Jean-Luc and Laris. If she's not returning for season three, I will be very disappointed and I think that would be that would be a disservice to both her and the show. If she's only coming into cameo, then if she dies, we riot. And then if she is recurring, I will happily say all of this was nonsense and, and just ignore everything I just said. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.